You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Friday, final podcast of the week. Yes, we are still live in five days a week for you all, covering everything you want to know about the league, about the team, and hopefully going to be having some fun soon here uh, on Locked On Pelicans. We are over a week without NBA, which means things are slowing down news-wise a little bit. Kind of had some updates from the Nuggets, someone with with their team, associated with their team in some capacity, has coronavirus. Sean Payton, uh, head coach for the New Orleans Saints, has coronavirus. And that's kind of your updates. The other big news is, frankly, that teams are shutting down their practice facilities, kind of quarantining those off and not even letting the players come in. The players are told not to travel out of the country um, or work out basically anywhere other than at home. And, okay, there we are. So things are kind of slow, which means it's interview time. And I've got Aaron Hardigan coming up in just a minute of Fox Sports New Orleans. And we're going to dive into all sorts of different things for take on the season so far. Uh, Brandon Ingram, Zion, Lonzo Ball as well. She's got some good recommendations if you need something to watch during this quarantine uh, period. And has a hot take, as I'm going to be asking all of our guests, and there's more guests coming soon. Um, Coming up, we should have Andrew. Andrew Lopez of ESPN ESPN on next week, and I'm going to ask him the same question. He's got texting with him on this one already. He's got some thoughts, some some things. So I'm excited to record this with him and get it all out for you. And that'll probably take place over a couple of days next week. But we're going to kick things off with Aaron Hardigan right now. Join me now on Locked On Pelicans. I've got Aaron Hardigan, Pelicans Live host for Fox Sports New Orleans. Uh, you're the reporter as well, doing some sideline work this season for him. Thanks for taking the time today. Uh, my pleasure. First of all, buddy, I hope you are safe and well um, and trying to keep your sanity <laughs> during this time. As I know, I am, I am as well. I will tell you, I am actually uh, on my way to a dress fitting for a wedding that may or may not happen. Yeah, I was, um, was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I, and listen, I say that only because my wedding planner decided to call me this morning to discuss potential postponement options. So I did what any normal human would do, and I had wine for lunch, and I felt much better after that. So um, I, I don't even know how to process, like, what is happening right now. And listen, I know you and I try to keep a big picture look. Um, and, and, you know, in the grand scheme, there are lives at stake. This is so much bigger than anything that I'm worrying about right now. Um, my wedding is so minuscule in the grand scheme, but that said, I do hope you had one of the happiest of quarantine birthdays yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Look, I'm with you big picture, but look, these, these things aren't fun. You know, weddings are really special day. I can definitely understand that that kind of phone call or like message has got to kind of like set alarms going off. But look, 
you know what? We, we, we ordered a really good pizza in yesterday. We had a cake. Like, I've got no complaints about what my birthday was yesterday. Like you're saying, kind of keeping perspective uh, on everything here. Um, but I'm glad you're doing okay. I'm glad you and your family are doing okay because I think that's kind of the, the first and foremost thing everyone kind of wants to know that's going on with people. Yeah, this is um, the – I don't know. I, I still feel like I, – I don't feel like it's real. Like I feel like this is a bad dream I'm about to wake up from and we're all going to laugh about it. No, this is um, – we are basically all on hiatus right now um, and – like relishing the Pelicans replays. I just, I mean, there. It, it's okay. I, I told someone the other day, this is the first time ever we have not had sports through a crisis. We have had sports through wars and through various tragedies. This is the first time we don't have that sort of refuge. And so I think that is playing into a bit of my insanity right now. Um, not to mention the fact that we're all just stuck indoors you know I, I try to get out as much as possible thank goodness the weather is nice and I can go for runs to clear my head but um you know it's just and you're not we you and I are people people we're people yep, people very we love much being so. around others you know we love those interactions and you're not getting those either and so that is why I like I jumped at the chance to hop on and just chat with you over phone if that's the only thing we can do right now um, but no, I am, I love the fact that Fox Sports New Orleans is replaying some of the greatest games because to be honest, a few of them, I, you know, I, I kind of forgot about or forgot certain moments in them that in the, in the big picture are, were pretty critical for where the Pelicans were before this thing completely hit pause. Right. Yeah. So like, we could start there, you know, there was the game of the Pelicans versus the Clippers on Fox sports, new Orleans, the other night that was without Zion, without Lonzo ball, without Brandon Ingram. And I think these games are kind of interesting and I, I'll be curious to see what other games are put on there because they're kind of like pivotal moments in the season or games where you kind of learn a lot about the team and we have some more perspective on it being so far removed from them. And it's like in that one kind of reminded everyone of like how key Derek Favors is to this team having a 20 and 20 game. Mm. And I, I love their boy Will Guillory's tweet about missing Kenny Hustle doing Kenny Hustle things. I mean, can, like we completely forgot that Kenrich Williams was, was so critical in the absence of Zion, you know, I mean, it was, oh, you know, yeah. he was kind of that, he was that guy that he did the little things. He did the scrappy things. He did the things not always shown in a box score that played dividends in a lot of those early wins. Um, and, you know, I will say, and I think David Griffin even alluded to this on Twitter last night, um, a small silver lining to this hiatus is the fact that everyone's able to get healthy um, through this. And so when this does resume, because I'm remaining optimistic, um, Kenny Hustle will be Kenny Hustling soon again, right? Yeah, absolutely. Look, it means J.J. Redick will be healthy by the time games are played again. And I think that's kind of the assumption everyone's under that at some point we will get NBA games again in some form, some capacity. So it's something it's like a light at the end of the tunnel with it. Um, so you'll see this team be fully healthy. And I think as we've seen them get healthier as the season went on, especially after Zion's return, this team ended up, you know, they're not necessarily competing for an NBA title uh, and wouldn't maybe on the, even on like the most optimistic side with this roster, but they've been pretty good overall once they finally got healthy, didn't they? Oh my gosh. And I literally, I mean, that's again, something that just hurts so much right now is to know that they had two more meetings with Memphis ahead. They had three more with San Antonio. And those were two teams that they were pretty much neck and neck with in that race for eight. 
Um, I think they had another one with the Kings coming. I mean, it was yep. just like everything was playing out in their favor. Um, and, you know, so, so that's, that was difficult to accept it. That's difficult to accept in this hiatus, I will say. But, and that is why, okay, this is, this is the thing. So many people are like, oh, we can bring the season back and maybe cut the remaining schedule in half. Well, how do you go about doing that? Because which games do you cut and which ones do you give them? Because Pelicans really need those two against Memphis and the three against San Antonio. You wouldn't dare cut those, right? I mean, how would that even, it just, that would, that would ruffle far too many feathers. It would just, um, it would be far too difficult. I do like that. Um, Adam Silver is remaining optimistic that play will resume. And if anything, uh, through this hiatus, they can maybe like quarantine a few players together to play like a three on three or something. Just well, you saw that's what us. the big three are doing, right? The the big three league is going to put like 22 players, or I guess 21 players in like a house or something and in like one mansion with a court and they're just going to film it like a reality show and play games. I saw that announced today. Oh my gosh, I love it. Anything outside of like my fiance shooting socks in a trash can at this point is like welcome. They're like, please. What's the shooting percentage? <laughs> please, anything. <laughs> well, listen, it depends on the sock. You know, you have to eat. It depends on the sock, <laughs> the material, uh, the make. No, he's <laughs> not. Let, let's just say um, he's pretty good at shooting them in a laundry basket, but that means nothing in the grand scheme of anything in this life. So I would <laughs> gladly accept like quarantining a few NBA players together and just letting them, you know, three on three it for a while. And, you know, as Adam mentioned, you know, it could be like some sort, it could be like a, a, you know, a charity tournament of sorts where, you know, we can get the, and I love, he is, we have the greatest commissioner in all of sports because he genuinely cares about the big picture and about getting this economy back on its feet. And so if sports can, can somehow help, uh, the world in this sense, it's really why we fell in love with it in the first place, right? Yeah, no, it's, you know, and I think that's why everyone's kind of, it, it's struggling with some of the stuff with there being no sports is because they're an escape to kind of just like used in a way to like better your life for whatever capacity in any way. And when you don't have that in kind of a time of crisis, as you mentioned, it's really the first time we've never had this during something like this. It makes it a little bit more difficult and like everyone in like around the world has been just loving you know a guy like zion williamson and the things he's done so far this year and how much fun he's been what it's what's it been like for you on the set of pelicans live watching this guy play and the reactions to everything he's doing so we'll get aaron's thoughts on zion and some of the other guys from the rest of the team coming up here in just a second but don't forget subscribe to locked on pelicans wherever you get your podcast from still here monday through friday for you all breaking down everything you want to know getting guests on the show now that i don't record at unbelievably weird hours for the podcast we're going to have a lot more fun on here we will have andrew lopez of espn.com next week um, and probably kind of chop that interview up over the course of the week, and we're going to have a lot of fun with that. He's got some th- some thoughts on things, which I can't wait to dive into with him. Uh, so don't miss that starting on Monday. So subscribe to Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. Oh, my gosh. First of all, um, can he stop being so modest? <laughs> he's he like the like, nicest dude. Like-, <laughs> like He's so humble. It's tough not to root for this guy because of that. Right, but like at the same time, I'm just, I laugh thinking, can you just for once admit how great you are? Like how how generationally different you are? I mean, it's 
Wait, no, but again, I, I love that. I And I pray that he keeps that modesty and just that humble abode about him. And I think that's just, that's credit to his his mother and, and the family in which he was raised. Very um, much so. But yeah, it just comes from great roots and just gets it, right? Like he just, like, you know, for instance, when he donated um, to the arena workers and, you know, just in, to, to COVID relief in general, I, you know, it was so it, it was interesting to me that so many people decided to use that as a way to um, as a way to to criticize owners for not stepping up, which Mrs. B ended up doing. So y'all chill. OK, we knew she we knew she we knew that was going to come eventually. Okay? Yeah, we knew she had something cooking. That's our girl. So but but, you know, for Zion, it, he didn't feel like he had to do that. He wanted to. This 19 year old just gets it. And. So I appreciate that side of him, but gosh, what he can do on a basketball floor, he's, we, we've obviously heard the comparisons. There are small comparisons to a young Shaquille O'Neal. He's a lot like a Charles Barkley, just in the sense that he's, and you can, you can kind of back me on this. He's not the tallest of guys, Like he's not going no. to wow you in terms of like, in terms of height. But holy cow, he's a walking tree trunk. <laughs> yes, you know very I mean? much. That's a good way to describe him. Um, and it just, I mean, it's like, my thing is, until someone can prove, they can, until someone shows they can actually stop him around the rim, keep on feeding the big man down there. Because at this point, you know, they have scouting reports for days. You know, they know he's going to go left, and they still can't stop it. So why stop what's working? You know what I mean? Like, don't fix yeah. it if it ain't broke, so to speak. So I hope they continue that. Um, but, you know, he just, and, and then think about it. If he shoots a, if he develops um, a consistent outside shot, which at this point he had plenty of time early on in the season to develop that in his rehab, um, you know, but it, once he develops that and is able to kind of face his game, um, oh my gosh. I mean, how lucky are we? That's all. That's really all I can say is how lucky are we to have him? No, well, one, I'm entirely with you on that. I think like everyone who kind of has anything to do with the Pelicans has said it's good to be in like the Zion business right now um, with how great he's been (laughs) and how exciting he is and how just people, you know, can't get enough of him. But kind of to your point, what you're saying, like, so he's great. He's transcendent. He's amazing. And he still has so much he needs to work on. Like, if you were to watch him, you know, when you really watch him, like, defense isn't good. He he can get to the basket because he's so strong. Like you said, a walking tree trunk and no one can slow him down. No one can stop him. But there's no real – there's not a ton of finesse to his game. There's not, you know, very many dribble moves that he has or NBA moves that he has. It's more him just overpowering people. And if he ever – and he will. It's been 19 games, so let's be clear on this. When he kind of develops some of those things or grows into some of those skills – like, look out, rest of the NBA. I don't know how you're supposed to stop him at all. You know who I'd love to see him uh, work with in the offseason is a guy like Tim Duncan in just the finesse that Tim played with, you know, or a David yeah. Robinson. You, you know, it was like they were big men, but, like, they just had, it, you know, they just had obviously the fundamentals. You know, I, I'd love for him to get, you know, the footwork down, but the finesse, as you mentioned. Um, gosh, that would just be the icing on his game, but – yeah, no, that's that's another scary part is to think like right now he's kind of just 
doing it naturally. Like he's kind of just out there playing basketball the only way he knows how, you know, just kind of utilizing his natural ability, you know, and because he yeah. doesn't really know any better right it's now. It's just like you know, not refined to, is the best way to describe it almost. Yes. He, he still has so much learning and maturing and more, you know, just, it, it, you know, his IQ will expand as he continues to kind of learn different facets of the game and study different players and and you know i it just you know that's why again i hope i hope maybe he uh he sticks with jj in the off season in terms of just studying film and kind of yeah. learning more about the intricacies of the game but um and but he'll get there he's 19 you know and so he, he will exactly he will get there but you know to this, to this, this is just like natural ability and him just kind of doing his thing so to speak like not bad it's like antonio daniel said it best he goes you know what God looked at him and said, you know what, son, I'm gonna bless you with a little bit more. And he did. And <laughs> that's how David like, Griffin has described him. Yep. A little bit more. <laughs> David Gris- Griffin is Griffin has described him as that saying he was like touched by the hand of God to play basketball. I think it's the exact quote and like, yeah, pretty much that's kind of exactly it. What have you seen from uh, some of the other new guys that have come to the team like Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram? Oh my gosh. So Lonzo, uh, what I can say about him, and he, he actually, he summed it up best. He said, I am the healthiest, the happiest, and the most comfortable he has ever been in his career. And you see that on the floor now. I, it, health played health played a large role like early on in the season for him kind of finding his way. I mean, obviously it was new surroundings, yes. And I think he was trying to kind of get out of the limelight that his father created for him in Los Angeles, yeah. you know, and he was trying, you know, just kind of trying to find his own way. But he was also trying to get healthy. And so that plays a factor in, you know, that that hurts confidence sometimes if you don't always feel great, feel your best. Right. So mm-hmm. um, I think getting healthy was one. But he and Brandon Ingram are absolute gym rats. So Fred Vincent told me he, he Fred's in the gym with them once, if not twice a day. I think they average like twice a day. Uh, shoot around just three of them you know just getting shots up because they, yeah. just, they live in the gym um I think Fred joked that the first day off he had this season was the Sunday after the Indianapolis game in Indiana not long ago like the the the, the latest win <laughs> uh the, the the late comeback win yeah to kind of feel the series With, without um, without uh without Ingram and without Zion Without Zion, yes, and 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 Fred joked, you know, because I said, "How often are you in the gym?" He's like, "Oh my gosh," he's like, "Every day, if not twice a day." He said, "In fact, my first day off was that Sunday after that Indy win, because Brandon was obviously injured, and Zoe kind of needed a day to kind of rest and rehab." Um, but they, I mean, that just goes to show, like these guys are all even right now during court, you know, they're trying to find ways to still get shots up, and so I think, um, I just think. Those like the you know just kind of the chemistry they've been able to build in the gym together has helped. Um, I think that's helped Lonzo kind of develop the quarterback sense on the floor and just kind of getting to know these guys away from the game. Um, but you know I just I'm gosh Brandon Ingram I mean like who would have thought he would prove early on in the season to have the capability of being an alpha of an organization and leading leading a team. He did just that. And and I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. And so that was the pleasant surprise. And he earned every bit of that first all-star bid this year. Um, and so it's been great to see him and Zion coexist on the floor together with a quarterback like Lonzo Ball. I mean, when you call him the Drew Brees of the hardwood, he has been... I mean, some of those passes have been absurd. 
like ones that like he, you shouldn't be able to make. But you know what? When you have targets like a guy like Zion on the other end of the floor, like it, it makes it a bit easy. I'm not trying to, to discredit anything that Lonzo does, but Drew will be the first to tell you. He's like, I got the weapon, right? He's like, yeah. I, I keep it simple. I keep it, you know, I, I don't do much. I keep it simple. I let my weapons do the work. And that's exactly what Zoe is doing. No, and, and I think like you had said, sometimes you just need to kind of feel comfortable and in the right situation. And probably for both uh, Lonzo and Ingram, they've kind of really found that here, which I think really speaks to the culture that David Griffin has built in a very short period of time and seems like a complete 180 and a total redo of everything that had kind of gone on here before. Yeah, this... Um this really is just a completely different culture. And I just feel so blessed to be a small, small part of it. Um, I mean, you just see how excited Griff was last night to watch like the replay of the Clippers yeah. game, you know, and he, and he, he even, you know, he said on Twitter, he said, okay, we can't watch these games together, but that is a, that is a beautiful thing about social, social media can be, you know, they're, they're up it and can down, be right? absolutely it, it can, awful at times. We, do, we don't yeah, need to lie about that. Yes. But the a beautiful side of social media is that we could come together as a community last night and watch the game together and comment, you know, add our commentary through it. And, and, and it just, it, he provides like a communal feel to this. Um, and I think that's been so much fun to be a part of, but I think you also see that playing out with the team in that locker room. And, you know, the, these guys are like, I mean, gosh, before the world decided to hit pause, like these guys were ge- having so much fun and yep. just genuinely happy and comfortable and healthy. And it was like, it was clicking, you know, and it's, I, I just pray that this can resume and, and Adam Silver is confident in it. So I'm going to follow his lead on that. <laughs> no, I, I think that's a good idea, but unfortunately we're going to have a little ways to go. It seems like that, but look, there's too much money at stake probably for the NBA to not come back. So we will wrap up in just a moment where Aaron gives you a couple of recommendations on what to watch during this quarantine break. You may be having, or while you're stuck inside and hopefully just being safe. Um, and quickly apologies for my audio in this. It decided to record from a different microphone and not my normal good one that I'm using right now. That'll get fixed for next interviews and different guests that we have coming on in the uh, rest of the interview series that we're going to be writing here. But again, don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. Now back to the interview. Do you have any quarantine recommendations, whether that's books, movies, TV shows, anything to kind of let people know they should try and check out? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm a huge movie buff, but I never, but prior to quarantine life, I never had time to like actually sit down and like watch movies. Like very, very rarely, like, uh, you know, like traveling on my iPad maybe. Um, But we have been able to catch up on a few. So we did see uncut, we rented uncut gem, uh, uncut gems with Adam Sandler, which is a very different role for him. And it's about like a sports gambling addict that sells diamonds. And it's like, Super suspenseful and intense. Great movie. Um, what was the other one? We finally watched Bombshell. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari is awesome. It's a little slow at first. Give it time, though. The I mean, it's it's 
it, to think it's a real story as well is really cool. Um, but we want to rent Richard Jewell. I don't know. Are you guys movie peeps? So, like, I need some rec. It's, so it's tough during, like, NBA season to find, like, any free time to do anything. So, like, I need right. these recommendations <laughs> as much as anybody. For, I'm a big car guy. So Ford versus Ferrari is, like, absolutely high on my list. And I have not seen that yet. So that is something that's going to probably be watched within the next week. And I've heard it's good. And so getting you that from other people. It. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for those. I, I don't have much right now. I've been trying to kind of make a list of Pelicans games from this past season. I want to rewatch old NBA games. That's still where my mind's at with everything right now. And maybe in like another couple of weeks, I'll slow down and be like, okay, let's kind of expand and take a look at, at different things currently. Oh my gosh. You, okay. So Nancy Lieber and Nancy and I were talking yesterday about how we, like, we have never needed that Michael Jordan documentary than we do right now. Like, can we... Can we move up the release date for this? Because oh, that'd be a great need, thing. I, I, oh, I'm dying to see it. So I, I hope they move it up. But um, yes, I want to go back and watch some of the NBA classics. In fact, someone had a great recommendation. I'm drawing a blank on who exactly I had first heard it from, but they they thought during the NCAA like during the NCAA tournament originally scheduled date, like this weekend, for instance, I would have loved to have seen CBS or ESPN or someone re-air the best all-time first and second round games this weekend. The following weekend air all the greatest Elite Eight Sweet 16 matchups. And then the final weekend, like the best Final Four National Championship games. Oh, I thought great. that would have been kind of a cool, I don't know, something to get us through this. But um, but no, other than that, hey, I will say Saturday night, the Christmas Day win in Denver will be going down. And I cannot wait because I really, truly feel that was kind of the start of the turnaround of this thing, right? It was. They what? They went 10-6 and six in the 16 games before Zion's return, and that was kind of right there towards the beginning part of that. And so that game ends up being kind of pretty key in the season, getting a win on the road in a tough environment that, you know, the elevation makes it really tough against a game, uh, an opponent that no one thought the Pelicans were going to beat, and they came out and played incredibly well. Oh, my gosh. That, that was the, the J.J. Dagger Yep. The ice it in the end, right? I mean, that was the, oh my God. I, was that the same night he joked about his bag? He he reached in his bag and he said, that, he Was that the Sacramento like game, I think? Double. I think that was the Sacramento, was Sacramento game <laughs> on the road where he hit the game winner with like the lefty lay in. Yes, that's what it was. But the, JJ, I remember, had the dagger in the Christmas Day game too to basically kind of like end it. I, I want to say it was like a half court shot, basically. Yeah. Um, And I just, I, I I, I just remember because I was in studio alone that night celebrating by myself because no one else was working with me. But <laughs> um, that was such a fun win. And like you said, it's it, like I, I remember it in the moment. You know, I just remember that I want to go back and like really rewatch because I think like I got caught up so emotionally in the win that um, I don't know. It's it, You go back and you're like, oh, man, I forgot this play led to that one. And that's what allowed JJ to hit the half court shot, you know, and so I. I'm a nerd, Jay. I, no, I'm, I'm with you on it. I love this stuff. So, like, I get excited to kind of rewatch these things. And as I said, I think with, like, some time removed from them, you can kind of approach these in, like, a, a different, like, lens of looking at it, which kind of is a little bit more illuminative. That's not a word. But, um, you know, on the season. We, we can make them up. We're quarantined. This is we what we're doing now. Like, up. there are no rules here. Um, we get to say what we want. So before we wrap up here, I'm, I'm going to be having guests on for the next couple of weeks. We're starting with you. So I'm going to ask this question to everybody, I think. 
Do you have, what is your like hottest, I have two, it's a two-parter, what is your hottest Pelicans take on the season so far? Ooh. I know, I'm putting hottest, you on the spot if, here. If, well, if I say they're going to make the playoffs, is no, that, counts. that, that, that a hot take, right? I like that, you know, because look, they're on the outside looking in, it's three and a half games back with what, 18 left to go, I think is what we're at right now. That's, that's, that's not an easy mountain to climb. Let me say this. I here's an even hotter one. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna nuke it in the microwave a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> Pelicans get the eighth seed, and Zion, in large part to helping lead them to that playoff spot, earns Rookie of the Year. No, that's Zion. good. No, that's that's a hot take. I think I like that one. <laughs> We really are setting the bar nicely low for everyone else following this week, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I'll just use yours. I appreciate yours. you having me on. They're, they're not going to be able to, like, steal these, so I think it'll be, be all good. If they say that it's already used, you need to come up with uh, another one here. Oh, my gosh. No, I appreciate you having me on. And like I said, um, I am just so glad you and your family are well and safe. And I hope everyone out there listening is as well. Um, I, I, I just encourage everyone to take the protocols seriously. Um, the quicker we can um, just end the, I mean, the, the quicker we can all kind of like isolate and end this, the quicker we can get back to basketball and like real basketball until then enjoy the encores on Fox Sports New Orleans. That's my shameless plug. <laughs> no, that's good. That's what we need. And I think everyone's going to be tuning into all of these during this time. So Aaron, thank you so much for taking the time today. Hey, thanks Jake. Stay well, man. All right, so that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. This week for Locked on Pelicans, more coming, including Andrew Lopez of ESPN next week. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all on Monday.